presents the, the covers face off. Who did it first? Who did it best? Which version is superior? The, the covers face off. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Covers Face-Off, presented by The Dude and Grim Show. I'm The Dude, with me as always is Grim. But y'all know that by now, because y'all been watching and y'all been listening. So, keep it going, because we want to make this our jobs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Alright, Grim, I'm going to hand this one off to you real quick. Why don't you tell me what song we will be uh, facing off in our covers, Covers Challenge, I guess. Well, we are going to talk about the song Me and Bobby McGee. This song is written by Chris Christopherson. Great name, by the way. Oh, (laughs) amazing name. Great songwriter. Now, although there have been over 40 documented recorded covers of this song, we are (laughs) going to focus on... The original Chris Christopher Chris Christopherson version from his self-titled album Christopherson, and <laughs> the great. most famous cover version of this, which is done by Janis Joplin on the album Pearl. Yes, very good, very good. Yeah, I was really surprised when I started doing research on this song. I mean, you said over 40. That's crazy. But just some of the people that that I have who have covered the song, Waylon Jennings, The Grateful Dead, Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash. I mean, it's like, like who hasn't covered this song? I yeah. Mean, it's, dude, that's, it um, seems to be a staple. It seems to be a staple for people kind of in that, sort of in that genre, I guess. Would yeah. You say? I mean, now, I'm, here's an interesting one that I wouldn't have seen coming in a million years. And that is apparently Jennifer Love Hewitt did an album and she covered this song. So that's that's news to me. But that, wow, I didn't even know she like I mean, I know people like to do like kind of the crossover acting music kind of thing. Typically, yeah. mus- musicians do the acting thing. I don't know how many actors go into the musicianship, at least yeah. successfully. I yeah. think that's probably a good a good thing. Uh, there's um, another name on here that's notable that I see is Janine C. Riley because when I first glanced at it, I thought it was John C. Riley. Now dude, that would be a cover I would like to hear. I, I want to see it. I mean, here's the thing, dude. Dude, John C. Riley, he was in Walk the Line. You know, the it was like yeah. the Johnny Cash spoof or comedy or I don't even know what it was because I got to be honest, I didn't see it. But man. I bet he could do a hell of a performance. Not not only that, but think about the work that he did on Boogie Nights. Yeah. I mean, dude, him and Dirk Diggler were tearing it up, literally. A seasoned studio and, musician. And, and in the studio and in the bedroom. But, yeah. you know, geez. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a nice little sidetrack. But anyways, back to me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so, yeah. Christofferson wrote the song, and before he ever recorded it, it was recorded by Roger Miller um, from the album Roger Miller in, uh, I mean, whoa, in yeah, and I've I've honestly <laughs> never heard this version, but it looks like a lot of he he started out when he went to Nashville as a songwriter. So a lot of his songs were were I'd, I'd sold or you know however you want to do it for for, I gotcha. other, for to other people. Um, okay, but then I was 
of course, when he did his work. debut album, Christofferson, I think a lot of the ones that he wrote, he obviously had some sort of rights to as well. So he recorded them, uh, right. this being one of them. And I, I like his version a lot, um, but very much in the style of some of Christofferson's songs. It's kind of, uh, it tells a great story, but it's kind of flat. I mean, musically, yeah. it doesn't, there aren't, a, there isn't a whole lot of dynamics there. Peaks and valleys. He, yeah, yeah, he's a storyteller and a great one at that, but he's a storyteller. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, and and that's definitely that that's what I noticed when I listened to this song. It was yeah, it just had a very flat kind of tone and feel to it. There wasn't a whole lot I guess going on, I would say musically. It's basically him singing with an acoustic guitar. I think there's some harmonica parts in it. Um and that might pretty much be it. It's just kind of like a slow, gentle version of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there was nothing that that jumped jumped off, you know, to you know, to me. I I did find it interesting though that okay, so this guy Roger Miller he records in '69. Christopherson puts his out in '70. Janice's comes out in '71. It was almost like it was like the annual cover <laughs> or something. You know what well, I mean? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> but she had actually recorded it. Um, in in 70 and of course it yeah. was re- released after her death and um yeah. I, now Christofferson this is why i think it's these two versions are are interesting because Christofferson and Janice Joplin had dated for a while and kind of had a relationship okay. and i had uh, always heard this story that he in a sense gave her that song um, you know, to record, but truth huh. be told, I guess, um, he he sang it for her, and then uh, a singer, Bobby Newirth, uh, taught Janis Joplin the song afterward. And Christofferson himself didn't know that she had, in fact, recorded oh. it until she died. Pesla. Yeah, I heard he, the first time he heard it was a day after she died. Yeah, like, dude, that's man, dude. It's got to be pretty. I mean, it's already hard enough. I mean, dude, if that's someone you dated and you were close to, and she passes away, and then you hear her sing like a song that you basically gave her or played for her, like shit, dude. That's yeah, that's, that's heavy, man. That's 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 heavy. Well, and and I had also heard or read that in his subsequent album, The Silver Tongue Devil and I, that Christofferson has a song on that album called Loving Her Was Easier Than Anything I'll Do Again. And I I had heard that that song that he wrote that about Janis Joplin. Now, I don't know whether that's true, and I haven't been able to necessarily find anything that completely validates that, but that's always the way I understood it. Wow. Okay. Well, for me, the song is, I mean, it's, it was actually Janice's, it was, I think her only number one single, which I was actually surprised to, to, to hear. Um, and unfortunately it was, was after her, her death, but it, it does start off it very kind of simply and acoustically, but then, uh, some guitar lick comes, uh, guitar licks come in, the band comes in, the song really, really it just kind of grows and builds and builds and then she does what she does best, man. And she's just kind of vocally, out. you know, her, her range. And yeah, she's all over the place. And man, she just crushes it. Uh, she does a really, really good job of it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, you know, just, you know, we 
you know, we've done some other episodes on, on musicians. She, uh, unfortunately didn't, didn't last, didn't last too long. Um, and it would have been interesting to see. I mean, I think where there's a documentary that, uh, we've seen many times when, uh, David Crosby says, you know, what would Janice be singing, singing yeah. about now? You know, I and mean, unfortunately she was, uh, one of the members of the infamous 27 club. 27. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty but, crazy. Uh, I, you know, I, I would have to say that in my opinion, this is, this is the version that I think of most with this song. I think she just did a, she did an awesome job and made it her own. And, and, um, I don't know what yeah. more you can say about that. You know, I don't think you have to. Mm-hmm. I got nothing to say. Yeah, it's it, it is. I I agree. I think it's uh, she did a phenomenal job with it, and it, it does kind of carry. I think a lot of you know meaning, and I'm I'm glad that she she's an artist who deserves to have a number one hit, and I'm 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 glad she did. And, and this is you know this is a good uh, not a bad one to be to be your number one, especially when forty other people have. have covered it yes 40 plus so well thank you everyone for checking out the covers face off again we will be back next week as this is an ongoing thing and we may uh throw some other wrinkles into the mix i mean who knows we're we're trying to get creative so if there's other covers that you guys would like us to uh kind of check out and think that that we might have missed we're all ears so we're all eyes at least so right on our social media we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on youtube we're on instagram you know or just you know, if you got our number, which some of you do, just, you know, shoot me a text. Yeah. <laughs> Until well, next people. That, yeah. Yeah. We will, uh, we'll scratch you later. Face off you later. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do something later. It is going to be another song and it's going to have something to do with music. So until next time, guys, peace out. Yeah. The Covers Face Off is produced by the Dude Grimm. Additional music provided by Moore, that's dot, 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 M-O-R-E, and the Tims, T-I-M-N-Z. Copyright 2020, The Dude and Grim Show.